This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Living Daily, episode 997, Some Thoughts on Transitioning to Digital Minimalism, and Dangerous Ideas, Action is Overrated both by Cal Newport of calnewport.com, and I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you every day, including holidays like Labor Day, just like an audiobook, but free of charge, mostly from blogs, but sometimes from books, and always with permission from the websites. Happy Labor Day to you. I hope you're having a relaxing one, if you're in the United States, that is. And the second article I'm gonna narrate might sound familiar. It has a very similar title to one I narrated from Cal a while back, but it is different, So if you feel like you're having deja vu, it's a false alarm. All right, that's enough for me, so let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Some thoughts on transitioning to digital minimalism by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. A minimalist transition. Earlier this week, I posted some thoughts on digital minimalism. The idea that using less technology, but using what you do use better is the key to cultivating meaning in a noisy world. I wanna pull on this thread some more. One question that seems particularly relevant is the process of shifting into this lifestyle. It seems to me that there are two major approaches that might work, subtractive and additive. The subtractive approach could also be called the Marie Kondo strategy. You survey each digital tool you regularly use one by one and ask for each, Is this significantly supporting a principle I believe to be key to living a good life? If the answer is no, then take a break from that tool. If the answer is yes, keep it in your life. The additive approach, by contrast, is slightly more aggressive, but probably more effective. Start by eliminating all optional digital tools from your life for a short period. 30 days is a good length, but the specifics aren't crucial. During this period of digital seclusion, Consider the principles you consider key for living a good life. And for each, ask, what use of digital tools might best help me act on this principle in my life? Once you've considered each principle, you'll be left with a small but well-motivated set of digital tools that each plays a significant role in your life. A minimalist caveat. In both transition approaches mentioned, there's a caveat mentioned in my last post that I think is crucial. It's important to distinguish the best from the rest. Don't settle for a tool that just plausibly supports an important principle in your life. Think creatively about what tools and accompanying behaviors would best support that principle. Case study, supporting a desire to stay informed about politics. Let's explore a case study to illustrate this caveat. 
Assume that civic life is important to you and accordingly, you want to maintain a sophisticated understanding of the various ideas undergirding American politics at the moment. Obsessively checking a Twitter feed that follows numerous politicos would be better than nothing, but is this the best way to serve this principle? Probably not. The internet gives you access to essentially every newspaper and magazine in the country. Most of these publications offer a weekly or daily briefing that sends a digest of the most important stories to your email inbox. You could subscribe to these email newsletters for a representative set of newspapers and magazines, both in the mainstream and sampled from the left and right of the political spectrum, and then have them filter into a special folder in your inbox. You could then indulge in a weekend ritual where you bring a tablet to a coffee shop and begin sifting through these digests, diving deeper into the articles when the headline catches your attention. You could even do this sifting at home, then print the most attention-catching articles and bring the physical copies somewhere quiet to read. This latter approach requires more effort than downloading the Twitter application and tapping when bored, but imagine the impact if you were regularly diving into the political thinking of the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, National Review, and Mother Jones each week, noticing the fundamental disagreements, building familiarity with the major streams of contemporary ideological thinking, etc. Conclusion. The two approaches described for shifting toward minimalism are tentative, and my case study is at best a sketchy thought experiment, but I think they capture something fundamental about digital minimalism. New technologies can massively improve important areas of your life, but you really have to work at it if you want to fully enjoy those benefits. Dangerous Ideas. Action is overrated by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. The simple six-letter word that determines success. A few weeks back, Brian Clark of Copyblogger fame posted an intriguing article on Zen habits. It was titled, Punk Rock Your Life, a simple six-letter word that determines success. The essay got some attention, eventually earning 1,090 digs and 92 comments. I can see why. Like any timeless advice fable, it presents a simple message built around a compelling, illustrative story. Clark describes a Sex Pistols concert held in 1976 in Manchester, England. In attendance at this concert were a surprisingly large number of then unknown musicians who, inspired by the innovation on display, went on to become famous. Clark draws a clear conclusion, quote, so what's the six-letter word that determines success in life? Action, end quote. Is that correct? The answer, I believe, is more complicated. Beyond action. Ask yourself the following. Do you know anyone who tried to become a professional musician? Most people do. Did they succeed? Most such aspirants do not. It's a brutal business. Now ask yourself this. Did they work hard? Most likely you answered yes. So why did the failed musicians you know not succeed when the inspired Sex Pistols fans did? There are several possible answers. Luck could play a role, also talent, maybe different levels of hard work, but none of these factors alone seems to provide the full story. On a closer examination of the hundreds of success stories I've witnessed or told, I'm starting to arrive at a new truth. Action cannot generate success unless it's focused on an incredibly productive path. Let me explain. Punk, not American Idol. Allow me a modest proposal. The reason those Sex Pistol fans became successful punk musicians is because they discovered a productive path on which to apply action. 
Here was a new type of music with the potential of making a big splash in that social context by virtue of their age, where they lived, their political views, and their social circles. These musicians were uniquely qualified to be an early promoter of this genre that had explosive potential. All that was missing was taking the action to get there. Those that did made it big. Consider on the other hand, if I was to watch an episode of American Idol and get inspired and proclaim, this is great, I wanna do this. Who cares? No amount of action is going to make me into a pop music star. Ditto if I wanted to become a great cage fighter or literary novelist. These paths would not be productive for my particular situation. Steve Martin knew it. On reflection, this approach of identifying a productive direction for your action is embedded in our recent discussion of the Steve Martin method. When he says, be so good they can't ignore you, you can substitute relevant, new, necessary, or original for good. Indeed, this is exactly what Martin did. He didn't become good at the style of comedy currently in vogue. Instead, he invented a new style so compelling that it could not be ignored because he was a young, smart, well-educated comedy writer during a time of great social change, he was in a perfect situation to make this happen. Applying to your life. I'm still working out some of these ideas and can't at this point distill this brainstorm into concrete advice or even provide strong definitions of key concepts like productive path. I do think, however, that something important is brewing here. I will be revisiting the concept soon. You just listened to the post titled Some Thoughts on Transitioning to Digital Minimalism and Dangerous Ideas, Action is Overrated, both by Cal Newport of calnewport.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, that's all I've got. Let's keep this ending super minimal for Minimalist Monday. Have a great start to your week and I'll see you tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.